0: It's now time for Race Chat Live with Chris Creighton and Craig Moore. You guys are live. Hello, Hello, Chris. Howdy, race fans. How the hell are you? It's, uh race chat live another monday night i hope that y'all had a great weekend glad to have you a part of our show here this evening i'm chris uh that's Paz that you just heard should be uh i think it's craig moore i don't know if he's craig's call on in the phone there with a
1: craig's on the phone with a client so he'll be in in a few oh
0: okay okay Hi, right, Well, where, where do we kick off, man? Well,
1: we're going to run the program. I'm kind of running down for everyone here. For, for the first half hour of View Atlanta, um, we have Tanner's Racing Photography supposed to be coming on at 8.30. We'll have him on for about half an hour like we usually do for our guests. Um, And then we'll do a quick commercial break right after our guest gets off. Um, And then after commercial, we'll do about half hour of uh, any local uh, dirt racing or asphalt local racing review, Uh, especially the Short Track Super Series. Um, A lot going on this past weekend for them. They had two races back-to-back Saturday, Sunday. The Cajun region opens up this weekend. Um, Chris, if you have anything with wine not going on, you can throw that right in um, during that time. And then our last half hour, well, Bristol on dirt, baby.
2: It's Bristol, baby.
1: (laughs) But, uh, Atlanta, um say this john hunter niemichek and kyle bush put on the show for the truck series xfinity wasn't xfinity delivered like they usually do and cup um i'm sorry was not great with the ra well, was not that great with the race but um well truck series what do you think chris what do you got for your input
0: Oh, yeah, you yeah, know, uh, I didn't really have anything. I was just kind of helping you stay on topic there. Uh, so the trucks, I really thought that they were uh, probably the most entertaining of the week, even though Kyle Bush did kind of run away with it. Uh, back to his winning ways, I believe. Uh, it's nice to see the sponsor, the title sponsor of the series, stepping up the way that he has Marcus Ramonis and uh, putting advertisements on these trucks and paying them a little bit. It's uh, great to see that. I don't think this sport has seen a sponsor quite involved like that since uh, maybe Winston and uh, uh, R.J. Reynolds. So, Marcus Ramonis, you know, kind of leading the way on how to promote and how to advertise through your series. I thought that that was probably the the highlight of the weekend, you know, that I think got overlooked last weekend with the efforts that Marcus has been able to bring in and uh, capitalizing on advertisement and giving these guys an opportunity to have somebody worth having on the side of their trucks. I mean, you know, it, it, like I said, it goes a long way. I'm really proud that uh, Camping World is the sponsor uh, of the Truck Series and all the things that uh, Marcus Salmonis has been able to uh to do to help that series grow. One of my favorite series, and, of course, uh, the weekends where we don't have Kyle Bush coming in or, you know, some of these other guys that got uh, down into the series, we don't have those. We always have great racing, and, uh, you know, a lot of times you know, a handful of drivers, just like every other series, has a chance of winning any given weekend.
2: Oh, yeah,
1: definitely. But uh, um, you go – Oh, a little bit off-topic for a second. Um, we talk about Marcus Limonis with Camping World, and obviously Overton's came in this weekend. One thing Marcus Limonis is doing is that um, any designers – he put this out on Twitter. This was like a couple weeks ago, and he, he's announced uh, some of the finalists so far. Um, a lot of the Camping World and Overton's designs are done by uh, actual designers – I think each one's done by a different one, a uh, different actual designer. Um, do you remember the 48 um, Ally car that was designed by uh, Noah Sweet? I think it was for the Texas race. Um, he des- I believe he designed one of the trucks when Camping World was the sponsor and everyone. I think he did one of the Overton's ones, but I could be wrong there but um marcus limonis he has a he did this competition for designers it doesn't matter how big or small you are um he did i i didn't enter it but he well, i was watching a lot of these um you design stuff and he's putting up a twenty thousand dollar cash price and he's down to He's gonna bring down all these entries to down to like six. I think he's announced like three or four finalists, and then these six are gonna be voted on by the fans, I guess, on Twitter. But and then he's got an RV. He wants to do a ten thousand dollars cash prize and whatnot. So Marcus Ramona, that guy's got money to just cash out like that.
0: Well, I think it's good that he. Uh, I think it's good that he does that. Uh, Chris said something a, a little while ago something, uh, about other sponsors. I mean, I don't know what it costs to fund a truck team, but I would think that any dollar amount that a, a sponsor, potential sponsor is willing to put on the truck is is definitely helpful. I think it's great what Marcus is doing. I wish more, I wish more sponsors would do that. I think it would definitely, I mean, it's great that Marcus is doing it, like I said, but to see Camping World on, like, 15 trucks is... Yeah,
1: Camping World, yeah, Camping World was on, like, 10, was on, like, ten, eleven 11 trucks last week. Overton had, like, nine trucks this week. I can only imagine Bristol Dirt... It, um Whatever this next sponsor that Market formont is part of, how well, many trucks are gonna be running in a scheme like uh with
0: this same sponsor? I just think that I think more more sponsors need to step up more of the bigger sponsors need to step up and uh get it done I mean it would be nice to see it would be nice to see Bush step up and put one in there. Uh, Anheuser-Busch, that is, not Kurt or Kyle. Yeah, right. Um, you know, maybe um, some of the children's sponsors step up, Bass Pro Stop Shop, step up. Not so much for the dirt race, but period. You know, get them, get them in there, even if it's five ten thousand. To then that's jump changing a tax write off. Oh, definitely for sure.
1: Um, I mean, the the guy is just insane. I mean, he's just dishing out money. I, it just makes me wonder, like, what does? How much has this guy got going on, um, in terms of like money wise? Like, he, I mean, I've never seen someone be so dedicated not only to NASCAR, but to just a racing series. And he's just like, if you don't have a sponsor, just come to me. I got you covered. And that's how you know you have a very well, um, a very great um, person involved into this sport, where sponsors are hard to come by. And Mark is just like, hey, you want to race in the truck series? You want to race with the top series? You're struggling for sponsors? Fine, come to me. If you have a good reason, then fine, we'll do it this way.
0: Yeah, I just yeah. think it's. I just think it's great. Well, and and I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Prophet. Uh There was a series that he had on uh, CNBC. And, uh, it was on for about seasons and you know Marcus was able to come in and uh, help small-time business owners who were struggling maybe couldn't find the right uh, networking or something he would come in and he would offer all these networks and he would join companies and he would uh, mainstream certain things about the business but now you you had to fall within what he was looking for and when he wrote you the check he was kind of taking over your business and now you are going to learn from him how to make money um i think he's taken that and he's instituted that into what he's doing with the title sponsor in the camping world series it's not the first time we've seen guys like uh, J- uh jd stacy I think it was that was all over all the cars back in the old day. Um, You know, uh, there's been several times where you know sponsors have come in. We've seen it uh, with K9 in in the previous past. Uh, That company was kind of everywhere. We're seeing it with Black Rifle Coffee now. That company was everywhere. But but Marcus really does have the collateral and the backing to be able to do something like this. Of course, you know Gander Mountain, Camping World, and O and along with a lot of other small businesses that he uses to network. It gives no telling what, what those businesses might, uh, y- you might see on the sides of these cars or these trucks, I should say, uh, just because uh, the, the philanthropist uh, that uh, Marcus is. And uh, i got a lot of respect for him. I, you know, he's, uh, he's Felix Sabatis. But with a, with a deeper pocket, look, I think more free to spend. Felix wanted to spend it on race cars. Marcus really seems to be uh, uh, focused on making the sport um, more more presentable. It's similar to what he's done with helping out uh, small time business owners and his uh, more marketable career. Yeah, a lot his, more marketable. His estimated net worth is five hundred million. It's really not that much money, guys. I mean really when we're talking about we're talking about the business leaders of the world, uh $500 million is chump change, guys. So we're talking guys that with 18 18 billion dollars, you know, some of these uh uh NFL owners are worth, you know, the NFL franchises are worth, you know, 10 10 billion dollars. So, uh, you can only imagine what these owners are worth. But 500 million dollars is a good is a good starting point, and uh, I'm glad to see that he is uh, just as passionate about racing and wanting to keep it uh, as mainstream as possible. Like I said, there's probably no bigger uh, character right now in the truck series. There's no bigger story in the truck series than what Marcus is doing uh, to help a struggling series that has a lot of potential has had very rare, very limited identity other than trucks. They haven't really had the stars of the a, of a truck stand out, not since The Onion and Ted Musgrave and Johnny Benson, not since those guys have kind of retired. So I'll, I'll push it back to you, Jeff.
1: Yeah, well, Marcus is, Marcus is fantastic. And, I mean, it just boils down to, um, How he he gives feedback on designers. I'll say that for for sure because people have posted stuff like saying, um, "Hey, I got a truck ready for you. You want to put it out?" And Marcus would be like, "I like it," or or if there's certain parts that he doesn't like, he'll let you know. He wants like he doesn't care who the designer is for his trucks, as long as you put out a product that he likes. Um, if he doesn't like it, he'll let you know. If whatever adjustments you need to make, he'll let you know. I mean, if, and the one thing that of him being a pro, kind of like promoting, I guess you can say. Um, he wants to make sure that not only the quality of racing is on the track, but if you're going to have good quality racing and you're going to uh, design a truck for him with his spot uh, company, um, you're going to do it right. He wants his product to look good. He doesn't want it to look like bad or look like well, how it shouldn't be. And I mean, now you can say he's a he's not only a uh, fan of the, but I guess you can say fan of the, the the fans at this rate.
0: Yeah, I um. I think as a business owner, if you're if you're putting a thing out there for. Designs you better critique your own stuff um, I know when I have a new well I just had to have my logo redesigned from another uh company around here in Taz, and I made him send me two or three revisions because I didn't like the way it looked, and that's your name on the line that's your that's your identity, so it's gotta be you know. It's got to be clear and legible And it's got to work So if you're spending money on that kind of stuff You better get it done And it better look top notch Coming up in about 15 minutes We've got uh, Hopefully we're going to have Tanner from Tanner's Racing Photography Join us I still have not heard anything back But uh, hopefully he'll join us
1: Now the Xfinity race we got through trucks, and I don't mean to kind of throw out a little curveball at you, Craig. Um, but Xfinity, wow! Um, I mean, from start of the green flag to post race, um, you had a lot. You had a lot going on. I mean, Xfinity delivered. I think they extremely delivered this time. What do you got? Say that again. I think it's been extremely delivered this this time this weekend, from from the drop of the green to post race.
0: Yeah, I didn't actually get a chance to catch it. I was a couple of consultations throughout the afternoon, but I was trying to listen to it. Excuse me, I was trying to listen to it uh, on Cirrus until, for some reason, I ended up losing my Cirrus. And then I went, for a, uh, I went for a ride out in the countryside. I know that I'm definitely looking forward to this weekend, and I'm not leaving the TV set, I don't care
1: who well, one has thing what. With, one thing with Xfinity, though, is, like, they had a wreck early on. And you could have thought, like, Cedric would have had... An- a horrible day and you could have thought Gregson was done for the day and but like to see how Cindric recovered I mean he didn't he didn't have the greatest recovery but to really see how Gregson recovered it's just phenomenal I mean we it's shown that Gregson can drive the freaking car and run up top five week in week out it's just a matter of is luck on his side or not that's how his that's how his season has been this year.
0: Well, it's gonna definitely like I said, I didn't get a chance to watch it but uh Oh, well then you just don't even know because I mean it was it was drama. No you didn't know Craig Moore but uh Noah Grisden and Daniel Hamrick uh yeah, I did not know about the fight. I did know. I did yeah, know it about. Was, it was basically Foreman versus Ali. Yeah, I mean, you know, they were they were they were. Thr- I, I wouldn't want to get into a fist fight with Noah Gregson. It looks like he's he can. Throw yeah, but how much us. of
2: that?
0: How much of that is Noah Gregson causing? I, you know, he's got a lot of going on in his personal life, and he's kind of a crappy race car driver. So, you know, I think most of this. I think we're seeing the eventual meltdown of Noah Griffin. I You know, I never was a fan of him. Uh, I think from his first start, he kind of put a bad taste in my mouth crying on national TV because he was, you know, a spoiled brat that was getting a ride. And, of course, he's been a, a guest on the 110 Nation. No offense to Mr. CJ Sports or anybody else who's interviewed the guy, the kid. Uh, yeah, there's there's some temperamental problems going on. I do have major issues with what happened on Pit Rose. Um, I, I think that it was completely uncalled for. And if I was Daniel Hemmerich, I would have done the same thing. I would have got into his space and been like, what the hell, dude? You about run over my guy. So, the you know, NASCAR yeah, didn't a penalty he did it out there in an interview. interview. Yeah, he did it during an interview. So, you know, I mean, but, hey, you know, uh, I don't think Daniel Hemmerich cared where Noah Gresden was. He, it's not like Daniel Hamrick was sitting back there, oh, I'm going to wait until he gets up the microphone. Daniel Hamrick was, uh, it was pure motion and uh, found locked. He, you know, he, he locked in on him. And uh, uh, I think uh, any time that you confront one of these drivers, you better be ready to throw some punches because uh, I, I like the spunkiness of him. I, I, I'm not going to lie, Craig Moore has. I, I think that uh, the sport needs somebody who can throw a good punch. Uh, it's a you flavor. Know, you're also, you're, 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 you're without a helmet on. Okay, but
1: now without a helmet on. Hey, you want I think this fight, if you think about it, is kind of like a little resemblance of of a fight that was uh, commonly talked about last weekend at Phoenix. Uh, Gordon and Boyer. Like Kemper went up to Gregson, confronted him, and just went at it. Didn't even care. Boyer, he did what he did, didn't even care, went after Gordon and everything. What you got,
0: Greg? All right, so let me ask you something, because I'm really, I, I don't want to say I'm tired of hearing, and I posted it when I posted the video the other day. I said, uh, let the boys at it or something like that is what I led, to, led on, on the Race Chat Live page. But, Would we say the same thing? Would we say the same thing if it
2: was
0: (laughs) mask? Would we say the same thing if it's baseball? Would we say the same thing if it's football? NHL, we expect it Uh, because you go to an NHL game and you go to a fight and an NHL game breaks out. Mm. Um,
3: Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Would we would we be saying the same thing? Well, boys will be boys and let them have at it. No, we we hold our baseball players, I think, up to a higher standard than we do NASCAR. I just think it's time to get past that mentality in a way. And, yes, emotions run high. Uh, yes, Gregson's battling personal demons. Well, then maybe the bastard shouldn't be behind the wheel of a... Uh, 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 a big series car. Maybe he should go back to a short track. Maybe he should just like sit home until he gets his anger issues figured out. Well, you guys uh, got. I, mean, I, I mean, I'm right there with you. We'll soon. We'll see soon enough whether or not uh, you know that, that that comes to be true, uh, Craig he's got to have some talent. If he's going to fight, he's going to have to have some some driving talent as well. And that's something I I just don't think we've seen being in the type of caliber ride that, uh, Um, but you you know, if he's, if, if he's that emotional, he needs to be calmed down because he, he could have hurt a crew member. They, NASCAR believes that he didn't do that on purpose. I beg to differ. Um, I think that, uh, if he was, uh honestly, you know, wasn't pissed off. He would have been more concerned about where those pit crew members might have been because, I mean, you're, you're just, you're, you're begging for something to happen when you do crap like that. And, and, uh, you know, I'm very surprised that NASCAR didn't bring the hammer down on Noah. I think that Noah has been fair warned that the hammer will come down on him if this continues. Uh, but he's running out of time. He's running out of time. And, uh, I think junior motorsports as, a whole, as in a whole, uh, they need to make some changes. They need to make some personnel changes. I don't think they are as top caliber as what they were. Um, and I think that a lot of it has to do with the with the bouncing around and the drivers and the not, lackluster performance from Noah Grist. And uh, obviously, Justin Algears, I think, has won back-to-back races. So it's not – Company wide, but it's definitely some issues going on within Junior Motorsports, and the, and you know Dale Jr. was not happy with Josh Berry, given the double fingers uh, that Josh Berry comes up this week and just totally tears the car to pieces when he hit into the grass. Um, but uh, all eyes on Noah right now. Uh, I guess we all seen Harrison Burton try to fist pump uh, Daniel Hemric. You know we don't know Daniel Hemric to get in too many altercations, so. Uh, you know, Noah Gresden it seems to be every week there's something new with that guy. Tess? Yeah, and I have to wonder how long I have to wonder how long uh Junior is gonna put up with that. Um I I see it kinda happening the same way that it happened with um Kyle Bush, Kurt Bush. Hey, you guys need to settle it down. NASCAR could go as far as NASCAR could go as far as uh, sitting Gregson. And I think if they sit Gregson for a weekend, it's going to irritate Junior Motorsports just enough and cost them just enough money that they're going to take a hard look at their driver and tell him, listen, if you don't make some changes, we're going to make some changes for you. And you're not going to like what it is. Maybe he needs to go back to, maybe he needs to go back to racing ARCA. You know, maybe he needs to race ARCA and and figure out if the top tier in NASCAR is, you know, his forte. Because they don't play, they don't play in the big series. You know, they're there to win. They're not there to get their shit tore up. So, the one
1: thing, so. the one, I, I'm just saying it this way on the racetrack. Um whether uh, I'm assuming something must have happened on the track um between him and Hemrick, but if you're going to settle things on a racetrack, can you do it on the racetrack, not on pit road?
2: That's my Exactly.
0: Opinion. Exactly. You know, and and almost running over a crew member, NASCAR really needs to take a look at that and see if the, um if that's what they want, is a representation of their sport. And if they do, well, then they've got some serious issues. Because they didn't put up with it from Kyle Bush. I don't know why they put up, or Kurt, I don't know why the hell they put up. And Chris, I don't, Taz, I don't know if you remember this. No, it's not, mostly. It's not their first confrontation. Chris, I don't know if you remember this, but do you remember when Jimmy Spencer... Got out of his car and punched Kurt Busch while he was still sitting in the car. I don't yeah, know if you remember well, that. I believe I, I thought that that happened in the in the uh, in the in the Hollywood uh, whatever it was called back then. But yeah, I, I thought it was after the race and Kurt Busch left with a black eye. Is that the one you were talking about? Yeah, while he was still sitting yeah. in the while he was still sitting in the car. That with NASCAR when Jimmy Spencer did that. And, you know, he paid, he paid handsomely. He might as well have just written a check to an ex-wife because he well, paid dearly. I think it cost him his ride at Chip Ganassi, to be honest with you, if I remember correctly. It's a good news. uh Ganassi Sabatis at the time. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, temper's player, That's what happens. But, uh there's repercussions for it. So that's um I think we need another change. rowdy boy, other than because Kyle Bush seems to have lost his edge on that in that side. Uh but you got to have the performance if you're gonna be uh have the reputation uh for, for for being a fighter. You know, and I I'm just not yep. sure if Kyle, Kyle Bush, Bush. Would ever really was
1: Kyle Bush losing losing his edge? Nope. I'm here I'm I'm here just I don't get fined.
0: Nope. I love that. <laughs> so, you know what? Um it kinda remembers it kinda reminds me and Miss Lee'll get a kick out of this. You guys will too. John Wayne, I think it was John Wayne that said if you're gonna be stupid you better be tough. <laughs> and <laughs> Noah Gregson No Noah, Noah Gregson may wanna uh uh, pay attention to that because uh, that could be a very valuable lesson. Could be a very valuable motto for him.
2: Yeah, yeah I don't.
1: I just don't see um, much coming out of that. So. Um, Anyways, that's Xfinity. They had the Dash for Cash qualifier. Um, I have to look that up of who made it and who didn't. Um, obviously, TrueX not an Xfinity driver, um, so he didn't. He's not in. Um, the Dash for Cash will be happening at Martinsville, not this coming weekend, but I believe it's next weekend. Um, I have to look that one up. Um. So, see if I can pull up the results from last week. Here we go: uh, Justin Allgaier, uh, Harrison Burton, Noah Gregson, and AJ Allmendinger are going to be your dash for cash peoples from Martinsville. And how about Justin Allgaier holding off Truex and Joe Gibbs after the sloppy season he started with?
0: Yeah, that was almost uh, no doubter that, you know, Truex uh, is going to win, and Algaier uh, you know, pulled it off, man. Nice. nice to see... I mean, you put nice it that way. Xfinity. Yeah, it's just nice to see Xfinity drivers uh, capitalizing on, on their series, in their series. I mean, you put
1: it that way, when you said Allgaier, uh um, Allgaier held off Truex when Truex dominated the race. We can go. We can transition into Cup where Larson dominated and put a put a lap sort of lap into, to like what thirteenth or fourteenth at some point, and uh, Blaney comes out of nowhere and goes, Sorry to spoil your part, spoil your party. I'm gonna win this thing."
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people probably walked away, Taz, uh, thinking that, you know, Kyle Larson was going to, you know, fill the deal, but, uh know, well, you have to watch the last 10 laps. It was unbelievable, like, uh, you know, the, the third place call was eight seconds behind. I really thought that Larson had it in the bag. Uh, by that point in time, I was kind of bored with the race, I thought it was kind of boring, you know, hot Atlanta wasn't slippery, we didn't have much action, you know, it wasn't people's. Bumping and slide and pushing people out of the way. So, other yeah, than the Kurt Bush incident, I believe in, uh, I think that might, a, a flat tire by somebody. Um, that was kind of a lackluster event. It did not get, it did not fit well with the Jeff Luck Weekly. Was this a good race? It was 49% no to so the 51% yes. Um, but, uh, you know, anytime that you have, look, what made, the cup race, so awesome, wasn't anything that happened while they were making laps. It was actually the end where Ron Blaney picked the kid out of the stands who had his shirt on and gave him the flag, dude. I don't know about you all, but that touched me. It, it, it touched me in a way to where I was I was happy once again to be a race fan. Like, I, I don't know what y'all gone through in the last year, but there's, every year we go through, we go to a race. Every year we go to a race, right? Every year we go to Talladega. We have that time to interact with folks and to be around nothing but people who, who think like you and have the same love and passion that you do. And, and so it's sacred when you're at a racetrack. It's sacred when you're there on Sunday. And that interaction between... Even though it was one fan that got interacted with, Ryan touched all of our hearts because that was what we've missed over the last year. That's what we had to sacrifice. And it's a damn good driver. I'm not necessarily the best driver in Cub, but a damn good driver. Didn't forget where he come from. Look at that kid in the stands. Seen that Ryan Blaney shirt and said, man, come here. He didn't just make that kid's day. He made my day, too, and I'll forever be a Ryan Blaney fan because of that act of kindness. That's what racing needs, and it's been so long since we've been able to do something like that. There's probably probably nothing bigger that happened this past Sunday or this whole weekend than than that interaction right there. Well, you know what? And that's what makes makes us this sport so great is the interaction. And Taz, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I thought I had sent a message. That's what makes this sport so great, the interaction that the drivers have with the fans. Um, He obviously spotted this young man from the crowd when he got out and thought, hey, let me make this kid's day and he did exactly that and like you said he gained so much respect i think in the uh in the racing community and even if you're not a nascar fan i think that hearing that on the news or hearing that if you're sports if you're watching sports center um That just makes you maybe perk up and go, hey, maybe we need to watch this guy. Maybe we need to start paying attention to this sport. And I I just think it's super cool. And it just shows what uh, what a great PR person that was a great PR move to start with. But I don't think it was a PR stunt. I think it was Ryan Blaney being genuine So go ahead Taz I'm sorry I didn't mean to cut you off
1: Oh no 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 you're good Um, No because You hit it on the mark there uh, Chris and Craig um, I mean I kind of mentioned Something before like Blaney literally Yeah he did a burnout later on But to start off His victory celebration though Um, by coming down the front stretch, just taking a quick look at the fans, turning around after he got past all the grandstands, just before turn one, turning around, polluting all the fans, um, and then to come back, grab, to come back and sit on the third finish line. Um, at first I was like, no burnout. What? And then I saw what he did, and I was just like, you know what? I would rather take what he just did. Um, salute the fans. No burnout. Get out of the car. Um, grab the checkered flag from the flagman and said, I don't want it. Make this kid, uh, who I have no idea, in times like this, for the first time Atlanta gets fans back into the grandstands uh, for a NASCAR race, mind you, Um and then, like, you made a kid's dream come true. You had people that were just amazed by it. it I mean, fans are not even supposed to be on the against the gate because of all the coat restrictions. And Blaine's just like, you know what? I don't care. I'm making i uh, – I'm taking a look at uh, um, making a kid's dream come true. I don't care. We're here to make – we're here to please people and entertain the fans and make them want to come back. And this is one way I'm going to do it. And I understand there's regulations for in place, but I mean, you still got to make fans come back.
0: Yeah. That's just it. I mean, you know, this is a fan driven sport. I don't care what you do in, in the lines of entertainment sports. Um, you have got, you 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 thrive on crowd reaction. I can tell you for a fact that if I'm DJing a, a bar or a wedding and people aren't into it, I'm less into it. Um, and I I can almost guarantee that goes for every DJ out there, unless they just stand there and push buttons. But if if people are into what you're doing, it makes it, it makes that it makes it that much better, and seeing people in the stands realizing that, um, you know, you spot this kid, and you decide you don't want the flag, to give it to the to give it to the young man. I think that that was a, a phenomenal move on his part, and Taz, you said it best. He grew up on dirt, so he understands he has that connection already.
1: Actually, Chris said that one.
0: Oh, Chris said that one. I'm sorry. Um, I, I think that it's – I think it's just fabulous. I really do.
1: Um, one thing that I – I mean, we can talk about Blaney and what he did and everything, Um. Can we talk about Kyle Larson? I mean, yeah, he dominated the race and lapped pretty much nearly the entire field, but, guy, um, again, I will keep on saying this because, obviously, people still don't get the freaking hint. This is Johnson's team, Johnson's car, for the last number of years. Kyle Larson's behind the wheel, and he's up front where that car, we all know where that team and that car should be, and Larson, I mean, he he just lost his tires. I mean, the tires are just shot and gone, and Blaney just had the better strategy. But Larson, I mean, that guy's putting himself on the map again.
3: He well, raised his tail to off.
1: Know what,
3: I'm curious
0: to to know what people define as superstars. Chris said something about his Kyle Larson on his way to superstar status? Well, define superstar. Okay, so you have a Jamie McMurray, and you've got a Jeff Gordon. You've got a Jimmy Johnson, and you've got uh, Martin Martin. You have a superstar, and you have a star. Kyle Larson is a superstar of dirt racing. Can he be a superstar in cup racing? With what we've seen so far, and the type of equipment that Kyle Larson is in, you nailed it, Taz. He just drove it too hard. He didn't leave enough in the tires. Mental note taken. He won't get beat like that again. I guarantee you. We knew tires could be an issue. 59 laps or 58 laps, I think, is what the... uh, Final pit, The the final pit was a 58 to go or something to that effect. So he ran the tires too hard. He had an eight-second lead on everybody else. Ryan Blaney kept him in his sights, didn't run as hard, and then tracked him down at the end. Uh, middle note taken, Larson won't get beat that way again. What we've seen so far, Martin Truex Jr. is the perfect example of a guy who went from just a race car driver to a superstar. I don't think, in my mind, that Martin Truex Jr. really is a superstar, but he's a champion. When you have a champion. I, you've got a guy who's won twenty races over three years. You have to kind of you have to give that nod that yeah, he's a superstar. Yeah, that, that's the difference in a star and a superstar. You have several rising stars right now with Chase Elliott, even though he, he does have a championship. Uh, it's kind of hard. You know, that was kind of iffy. He's won, what, maybe eight races altogether and already has a championship. So, you know, I'm not I'm not jumping on that bandwagon yet as a superstar. I think he's a superstar with a fans, similar to what Dale Earnhardt was, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Uh, but uh, performance-wise is what I'm looking at. And Kyle Larson, from what we've seen at, at Atlanta and so far this year, he could be very well on his way to superstar status. Please. I
1: really, I think he's heading that direction. I mean, he just picked up Freightliner as a sponsor for Bristol Dirt this weekend. So uh, maybe we could see Kyle Larson pick up sponsorships. But I think if he stays with Hendrick, to be quite honest, I think he's got it. I think we could see at least one, maybe two championships out of him with Hendrick as long as he stays with Hendrick and keeps performing the way he is. And obviously, Cliff Daniels is the perfect coachee for him. Um, I mean, Cliff Daniels, we saw what he did with Jimmy Johnson, how he turned that team around when he first joined. Yeah, he struggled at first. But once he got comfortable and got used to everything, we, we saw the true potential come out. And unfortunately... I I don't know if it's the forty eight that's just cursed or Johnson just didn't have the luck. Um but we're we're seeing um Larson with this old Johnson team perform of how Johnson used to be when Johnson was winning championship after championship. Craig, what do you got?
0: Yeah, I just You know, I think that I agree with Chris's synopsis of superstar versus star. I just was curious how others define it. I I totally get it. But I think that that phrase superstar is thrown around way too easy. And it needs to be, you know, really... Considered, Chris. You wanted to say something about Daniel Suarez? I'm interested to hear your thoughts on on our friend from across the border. Yeah, Mister Suarez fan. Hola, amigo. And now,
2: uh, uh, <laughs> you know,
0: uh, I am a, a big time Suarez fan. I like I like the the white Mexican. I think that uh, that he is uh, overperforming. Trackhouse seems to have a lot going on good for them right now, and I and I'm very impressed. If y'all weren't impressed with his performance this past weekend, then I don't I don't know. It seemed like a lot of the back marker teams did were pretty successful this week, so I won't I won't go too far overboard. Uh, but you know, you're seeing a brand new team. Semi-competitive, right out the box. I think uh, uh, the Suarez experience is is finally paying off. And, uh, you know, one thing we're not seeing is them overdriving the car. I think that's happened so many times when somebody wants to prove something, they overdrive the car, and they wind up uh, in wrecks and uh, hurting the equipment and not getting the finishes. Unfortunately, a pit, uh, pit, pit road penalty or something happened on pit road, that uh, that knocked him out of a top-ten finish. But all in all, I, I would give uh, Suarez a-, a-, a 10 out of 10 in improvement this year. Um, you know, he's uh, – not only have we gotten to see a little bit of his personality through his uh, on-camera uh, broadcasting, but also uh, we've seen uh, a lot better – I'm a patient driver behind the wheel. I honestly think in the Gaunt brothers' cars and and, and uh Short Haas he, he had this uh chip on his shoulder and it didn't really work out for him. Some people, you know, it works out for other people it just you know they wind up over driving or not really able to capitalize. And Schwartz is in a good place and he surrounded himself with some uh with some talented uh uh people from within the sport. I you know he's got uh, it's the first time ever that two Latin Americans uh, crew chief and uh, driver have been uh, put together in the Cub Series. Uh, of course, there's a Latin background with uh, Pitbull, who is one of the owners of that race team. Um, man, I'm telling you, it's it's really good to see uh, Suarez capitalizing in his new deal. Uh, I wonder about your thoughts.
1: Uh. Suarez, I mean, you nailed it. Suarez is there. Um, we could see potential at a track house. Um, question's going to be, can they outperform 2311 racing, Who, which 2311 racing wants to expand to a second car already? And We're not even halfway through the season yet. Um, I'll laugh hysterically. If uh, track house and Suarez... Outperforms 2311 at the end. Um, I mean, you put all your cards on Bubba Wallace for great marketing-wise, I guess you can say. But, I mean, for driver talent-wise, do you want performance or do you want um, performance or do you want just marketing just to put your name out there? I honestly would go with somebody with talent and not so much marketing-wise versus somebody who's got a huge market and no talent. I mean, that's my opinion, and Trackhouse nailed it on the spot. I kind of think Suarez kind of maybe – I'll say this on Gibbs' part. Suarez can say Gibbs kind of gypped him, but I I just feel like um, Suarez just got rushed. Um and Suarez believes Gibbs gifted him on equipment wise. I don't think that's the thing. I think Suarez just got rushed. Um him with Stuart Haas. Suarez had some bright spots there, but Suarez was just there to keep the seat warm for Brisco or not Briscoe Custer. That's all that was. Um I think Suarez riding with um the ninety six team last year um and basically just keeping his nose clean as long as he finished the race I think I think last year was kind of that year where Suarez was just kind of like you know what I have nothing to lose so we're just gonna go for it and this year he's kind of seen that and now he's like let's see if I can do that and put it into the more competitive equipment
0: It, on is the other it is interesting. It is interesting. Let me finish on this uh, about Flores. It is it is interesting that you have two drivers that have, you have one guy who is able to bring $40 million and set it on the table. You got you know, and Bubba Wallace. You got another guy who's, you know, got the uh, drug pen of, <laughs> of, of, of Mexico, Slim, Uh he's, you know, this big uh entrepreneur, I guess, is, is a better word that you should say instead of a drug a drug god or whatever it is, a, a kingpin. Uh but he's you know, he's got money but it's not the type of funding that Bubba Wallace has brought to the table and by stats, Suarez is really actually having a better season in my belief, uh than than Bubba Wallace. Does does this make Michael Jordan go out and sign Suarez maybe next year to bring him on board or maybe they maybe they bring the whole uh ninety nine team on board? I'm not sure. It's gonna be interesting. Uh, no. But but it says a lot that they're already looking for a second driver, which it really shows the commitment that this team's gonna be here in a while, but it also uh makes you wonder if there's already crinks in the armor. Because Michael Jordan wants a winner. And if he's not, if he doesn't believe that Bubba Wallace is capable of winning, uh, then they're they're going to be looking for a replacement pretty quick, and that may be what we're looking at right here.
1: All right, so I pulled on some stats here. Bubba Wallace versus Daniel Suarez before we get to Harvick, uh, real quick before we kind of take a quick commercial on here. Bubba Wallace currently since nineteenth in points. Suarez twenty third. There's not much of a gap. Bubba's got 118, Suarez 95. They're both outside the playoff bubble at the moment. Um, They both each have one DNF. Um, No top fives or top tens that I'm noticing here. Suarez, as a matter of fact, has led more laps than Bubba Wallace. It's not much, but it's still there. Uh, Suarez has led 16 laps co- compared to Bubba's 7. Um, I mean, you're talking Bubba's 26 behind the playoff bubble and Suarez is 49 behind the playoff bubble. I mean, there's a 23-point gap right there. And I think at one point, Suarez was north, near like the bottom of the standings at one point and Bubba was inside the playoff bubble. And look at the next few races to here and Suarez is uh Gaining ground on Bubba. I do believe uh we could, if Swarov can keep that consistency train going, we could be seeing something. Now, Harvick, on the other hand, I don't know what happened to him this weekend. Oh, my God. He talked about favorite and then just doesn't do it.
2: We refused
0: to believe that there was problems at SHR, Stuart Hoss Racing, uh, at the beginning of the year. They look god-awful. They're they're not the competitive forward camp thing right now. I mean, uh, what's going on over at Stuart Hodge Racing? Um,
1: they, I, really just, I don't gone, have
0: an answer for that.
1: Harvick currently uh sixth in points overall. He's the third. he's uh third amongst Fords. Uh Logano one, Keselowski, two, Harvick three, Blaney's four. Um when it comes to the playoffs uh projected playoff rankings, um Harvick sits tenth out of sixteen. That's a major yikes. Um the next Stuart Haas guy in line after Harvick if you look at regular standings. Um, Let's see. (laughs) You're right. In 22nd. That's Almirola all the way down to 26th and Briscoe. Oh, Briscoe and Almirola side. But you're going from the 22nd, Durhas. after what you pulled last year or the year before, I would I might want to start hitting that major panic yikes button. If you're not hitting it, I would start considering it.
0: Do you think your crew chief is, is needed here? Crew chief change? Uh, I don't. I think Rodney Childers is still the right guy for the pit box, but... Uh... Other people might believe otherwise. I think
1: Harvick and Childers have it, got, have it made. I just, I don't know if Harvick is, makes me wonder if Harvick's going to have the year that Kyle Busch had last year. But at the way we're looking at it in terms of different winners, who knows? I mean, we're six races in, we've had six different winners. And Kyle Larson, right now, uh, believe it or not, in terms of projected playoff rankings, Kyle Larson's number one over Denny Hamlin, and Denny Hamlin is uh,
0: the points leader. Wow, I would not be surprised if the bookies have not moved in favor of Kyle Larson uh, for the championship. We'll we'll cross that bridge in the last hour. We have the last hour. I mean, you
1: got Larson 1, Hamlin 2. Uh, they have the same amount of playoff points, but reason why Larson gets over is obviously the win. Truex 3, Laney 4, Byron 5, Logano 6, Bellis 7, Kesslowski 8, McDowell 9, Harvick 10, uh, Chase Elliott 11, Busher, who sits 16th in points, is actually going to be projected 12th in the playoffs. 13th is Kyle Busch. 14th is Austin Dillon. Bowman and Kurt Busch round out the playoff
3: grid. How about Bowman?
1: He, you know, they made a good point, and I, am um, and I don't know why I didn't catch this when we made the picks last week. Bowman runs better on the more uh slicker tracks how do you think you guys win from auto club in chicagoland and um he showed at atlanta that 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 he may be the, the more of a slick
0: track kind of person what do you he think he ran up front he ran up front all race. i mean um I don't know if it's the type of track that he likes, or if just Hendry has the right package. But some races, you can look over there to the right, to the left-hand side, and you see Bowman struggling to stay in 16 or 15. Then you come to a place like Atlanta, where you really have to drive the car, and you look up there, and there he is in the top five. So. You know, Alex Bowman. I don't think we've seen the best of Alex Bowman yet. And really, I'll be honest with you. Hendrick is the new Stuart Haas. They they're real well rounded, my friend. Well rounded. Like they that is a heavy lineup at Hendrick Motorsports. You got Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott. You've got uh um uh, William Byron, Willie B. And now it's Bowman. And those guys, those, those you fit all those guys in your top ten right
2: now.
0: Um, Miss Lee said it perfectly
1: about Hamlin. Hamlin's doomed to always be a bridesmaid. Uh, so is Mark Martin. Yeah, true. He could be, uh, this era's version of Mark Martin. Um, Hendrick, I I really think Hendrick is back to where they used to be. Um, If you look at it right now, obviously Larson, uh, second in points, but in projected playoff, he's number one. Um, Byron sits eighth in points, uh, fifth in the playoff projection. Chase Elliott tenth in points, eleventh in the projection, teenth in projection. I mean, Hendrick. In the last number of years, would be lucky if they had one, maybe two cars. It'd be rare occasion if it was three cars in the playoff grid. We're looking at all four making it this time. I mean, we already got two of them locked in. The That's rebuild if we see out multiple very nice. Winners. That's if we see multiple but, winners, though.
0: The rebuild and the restructuring and the hindered motorsports has uh, paid off and uh, – I think it will set the precedent for how the rest of these organizations go about rebooting their franchise. And uh, I would not be surprised by the end of the year, if not only has, has all four drivers uh, been in victory lane, but uh, but two out of four of these drivers are going to make it to the final four in the Hendrick motorsports. Well, I think – I think that SHR needs to uh, figure out their issues, as I said in in the group chat. I don't know what changes they got to make, but they got to friggin' do something. And as far as Hendrick goes, I'm glad to see them back in the form that they were a few years ago. And I agree with you, Chris. I think two of them are going to be in the Final Four. Uh, four of them are going to definitely make the 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 sixteen. And It'll be interesting to see who of those four make it to the final two battling it at uh, Homest- or, uh, Phoenix. I almost said Homestead. But I would like to talk. Chris, what is going on down and why not? I see you guys had some uh, action Was it. It was just, just this past weekend, was it not? Yeah, yeah. We had uh, the Mississippi State Championship Challenge Series lake Models. Come down to Wynat Motorsports Park, invaded the uh, house of Hook. It was a great race. Neil Baggett was uh, victorious. He put a genuine ass-whooping out on the competition. Uh, there was a rough track. Of the rain that we had earlier in the week and just really never soaked into the ground. And uh we, it, it it was a long night, a lot of track prep over and over and over again. Uh the cars bounced around like tick songs. It was it was probably one of the rougher tracks that I've seen in the last several several years. It wasn't at fault of the track owner. It wasn't at fault of the of um, the track preparation. It was Mother Nature, you know, mother nature sometimes gives us a blue sky. Uh, which fools you because uh, when you pull up at the racetrack and there's still water in the infield, you know that uh, that a lot of rain has fallen at the complex. You know, um, unfortunately, it just it, it never really materialized into a good racetrack. And like I said, they had to come in; they had to do a lot of prep. Uh, Casey Haney took a wild ride in the 604 Cruza Crate Racing USA uh, Late Model Division. Uh, battling with Jamie Bolin, a Joshua Patterson lapped car uh, did not uh, did not did not give up the position and kind of was stuck there in the middle with Jamie and Casey battling it out with two to go and uh somehow or another Casey ramped off the edge on the side of Joshua Patterson's lapped car and and just a barrel roll in the back uh, he case he was okay car was completely total the halo did what it was, should have done Thank goodness all the specs from the Hans device to the types of seats these guys are in um, Really, you know protects these drivers the halo like I said did its job This pretty scary crash we had the uh, southern ally mint that were there uh, Little guy by the name of uh, Michael magic uh, put a country ass whooping on the field, and uh, he once he took the lead, he didn't look back. Um, in the 602 sportsman class, uh, Kobe Ponds won it, but it wasn't without uh, confrontation. Brett White was not happy with Kobe Ponds. Uh, that eventually fuel rolled over to Facebook, and they had some jabs at each other on Facebook, uh, Maybe uh, Kobe didn't race Brett the way Brett wanted to be raced. Brett has won twenty six six zero two late sportsman late model races in the last two years, The one of the hottest drivers uh in the Cruiser USA uh division. But uh was not happy with the way Kobe raced him in the uh in the sportsman class. Uh, Blake Hatfield won in the hot shot division. Unfortunately Tony Hickman had car trouble on his birthday, wasn't able to capitalize on a short field this past week in the hot shot division. In the modified class we had five modified, four modified, five I believe Robert Casada wound up breaking a rear end or a chunk or something. And uh hunter wheelbanks out of Rochester, Tennessee, I think it was. Uh, He's the one that capitalized on the win. Um, And there was another factory stock class. Brian Fortner was the winner in the number 99. Good to see Brian back at the racetrack. Kind of wish he wasn't in a factory stock, being that Brian has a lot of uh, race car experience. I think he's kind of overclassed in that division. Uh, he's got a lot of experience, but Scooter Rare did not win. He uh, had a, a flat tire, and I believe there was some fingers pointed at that as well. Scooter generally wins, and hey, he's uh, tough to beat. This week, he was not uh, up to his competitive self that he we normally see, and I believe there was contact between him and the 420 of Chris Reeves, and uh, so there was some thing pointing on Facebook after the race between those two camps as well. And uh, in the on the Street Stocks side, come on, Chris, who won the Street Stocks? Oh, my goodness, who won the Street Stocks? I'll have to get back to you on the Street Stocks, but what's we'll in it to pass? All right,
1: so uh, Short Track Super Series South Region Modified had not one, but two races this past weekend. Saturday was the Icebreaker 40 at Salem's Grove. Sunday was the Speed choke 40 at Port Royal. Um, uh, if anyone missed in here the uh, nice little highlight recap I gave last week, well, you're in for not one but two. So uh, we're going to kick things off with the Icebreaker 40 at Salem's Grove. Green flags out as Biketti and J.R. Hefner on the front row, leading the field down for the 40-lap feature event into turns one and two hefner in the outside takes over the race lead coming off turn two everyone charging down the back straightaway coffee kyle coffee that is going to third prego up to fourth everyone marching into three and four and it looks like jr hefner will lead lap number one as we come around turn four bachetti behind him in second coffee third prego fourth tyler dipple in the top five then we come to the Halfway point. Hefner still leads Biketti second, Kyle Coffey third. Here comes Lightning Larry White underneath Perego looking for the fourth spot. He takes the fourth of the way through one and two. Perego is going to fight back White with the block. Meanwhile, in front of them, Coffey tried challenging for second. Biketti holds up. Biketti is going to go into three and four underneath Hef- Hefner for the race lead. Hefner gets the run on the outside. Coffee gets to Biketti's bumper. And they hit into turns one and two, 21 laps complete. Bacchetti takes his nose underneath Hefner in turn number two. Hefner holds off, but here comes Coffee on the outside of Bacchetti looking for spot number two. Coffee trying to get to that second spot, but going to hold him off as he's going into turn number three. Underneath the Hefner 74 is Biketti in the number four. The Wild Child looking for the race lead. Hefner holds him off as we complete lap number 22 of the 40 lap feature. Prego now underneath Kyle Coffee. For third, Coffee holds the mob. gets a run and takes a shot of Biketti. Biketti shuts the door as they go off. Turn number two. Lightning Larry White under the fourth. Underneath Kyle Coffee. Biketti now to the outside of Hefner. Through three and four. Biketti is your new race leader. 23 laps into this feature. Throw a blanket under 24 laps complete with Hefner, White, and Coffee. Is a battle for second, third, and fourth. Coffee gets by White now working on Hefner. In the turn number three, Coffey takes the spot away. We move up to lap 32, now make it 33 laps complete. Harry White underneath Kyle Coffey looking for second, Parego third, Shepherd marking his way back up to the top five. Harry White can't get second from Coffey as they come down the back stretch and a yellow comes up for Tim Buckwalter stopping in three and four. 37 laps complete, green flag back out. McKetty with the lead, Coffee in second. Perego up to third. Matt Shepard, Superman up to fourth. Perego looks underneath Kyle Coffee through one and two. Perego takes over the two spot, shuts the door on Coffee. Here comes Shepard. Shepard trying to get the third spot from Coffee in the turn number three. Looks to the bottom. Coffee's going to hold him off. But Shepard this time is going to get the better run off corner number four as Coffey up the track, and Shepard has the third spot by its higher. McKetty still leads. Over Perego with two last remaining. Shepard knocks up the door on Coffee. Here comes Money Matt Williamson in the number three.
2: He's up to the five
1: spot now as he's going to look to take the fourth spot from Coffee, but not without chance from Larry White. White flag in the air this time for Andy Bacchetti. He's got Perego on his hard, on his bumper as we go into one and two for the final time. Bacchetti looking for his first win since 2019 as he marches down into three and four for the final time. But the wild child, will hold off Anthony Perego. He will pick up the icebreaker 40 win at Salens Grove. Perego second. Matt Shepard just holds off Money Matt Williamson for third. And Kyle Coffey will round out your top five there. Over at Port Royal, you have Jessica Friesen and Stuart Friesen on the front row. Alex Dienkowski and Max McLaughlin on row number two as we kick things off for another 40-lap feature. At the Speed Palace for the Speed Showcase 40, Stu Friesen, your race leaders, they come off turns one and two. Here comes Mad Max, rim riding the wall on one and two. Jess Friesen in spot number two. Max McLaughlin, Matt Stingle, and Yankowski battle out for third, fourth, and fifth behind the two Friesens. As Stu will come around to lead lap number one, three wide with Stangle, Williamson, and Yankowski. As Williamson. Moves up to the fourth spot. Yankowski's gonna rim ride the wall this time in turn number two. Fast forward a little bit farther in. Stangle and Yankowski side by side for uh, fifth and sixth, while Williamson and Max McLaughlin battle out for third and fourth. Williamson takes over the third spot from McLaughlin. Thirteen last complete. Four, not make that fourteen. Stuart Friesen working with lap traffic. Gets around Brandon Grasso and Joseph Watson. As Matt Williamson has caught up to Stuart Friesen, he gets by Joseph Watson. He's going to knock on the door of Stuart Friesen, but Friesen's going to get around Becchetti. And Williamson's still on the bumper of Friesen. Friesen on the outside of Bacchetti as Williamson's trying to follow the tire tracks of Friesen. He'll do so down the front straightaway. Friesen gets around Bacchetti. Now he'll look underneath the 14W of the electric company, Raya Watt, as we now fast forward to 28 laps complete, make it 29. Stuart Friesen struggling around Brandon Grasso. Here comes Money Matt Williamson on the outside. and turns one and two, Williamson drifts up, and he'll have to lose that battle. But here comes Mahaney on the outside looking for second. Went Money Matt and Mike Mahaney through three and four side by side right behind Friesen who's trying to get around more lap traffic of Brandon Grosso, and Ryan Watt, Williamson holds off Mahaney for the two spot and he'll focus on Stuart Friesen Friesen on the outside of Grosso trying to get around him Friesen bobbles up, opens the door for Money Matt Williamson, new race leader, 30 laps complete, it's Money Matt Williamson taking over the race lead but here comes Stuart Friesen on the outside going into turn number three, looking for the race lead back as Grosso bobbles up Stuart Friesen checks up and he'll have the fall for second, Williams, Williamson Still leads is Mahini on the bumper. They still they're still battling it out with thirty-two laps complete. As they cross the line this time, Williamson still leading, but here comes Mahini throwing it way up on the top side trying to get around Stuart freezing. And we have a slow car in turn number two. They'll bring up the caution for Kyle Coffey with a left right or a left rear flat on the twenty three sweeteners plus ride. As we come back to Green, Williamson. Leads the field down. Mahaney jumps from third to second on the restarts. Stuart Friesen's going to fight back to his usual high side, and it's going to be side-by-side, side, but Mahaney gets the better run off turn number two on the bottom. Mahaney now up to second, but Friesen's going to make sure that he doesn't give up without a fight. Friesen on the outside. Mahaney down low. Mahaney holds him off off corner number four. Williamson finally sees the white flag as we move forward. Williamson won the Speed Showcase 200 one year ago here at Port Royal. He's going to look to get, get that Speed Showcase 40 win here this time. Off-turn four, Money, Matt Williamson picks up the win at Port Royal. Mahaney second, Stuart Friesen third, Jessica Friesen fourth, and Lightning Larry White is your top five finishers over at Port Royal. Um, in terms of Short Track Super Series, Cajun Region, they start this weekend at Chatham. Uh, speedway down in louisiana uh they're working on a pay-per-view uh broadcast for over there from what i've heard um but after that um it'll be interesting to see how the cajun region guys will do in the uh season opener for chatham if they get rained out this weekend they'll head down to chatham next weekend
0: all right. Well, Taz, Ch- that was a hell of an update. Um, I could actually picture it. We're going to go to commercial. We're going to play two commercials, and then we're going to come back and talk about uh, the the new power couple, maybe, in NASCAR, Stuart Fries and Jessica Zemkin. Well, I'm going to tell you what magazine cover they were on. When we come back to Race Chat Live with myself, Chris Creighton, and the Tasmanian devil himself, Mr. Taz Taylor. Let's go to commercial. We'll come back. We'll talk about that. And uh, you'll get our picks. We're going to talk Bristol Dirt, and then we're going to give you our picks. You're listening to Race Chat Live on blogtalkradio.com. Thank you, guys, for tuning in. We'll be back. As old Chuck Woolery used to say, Taz, you're too young. We'll be back in two and two. We'll see you in a bit. Alright. Somebody wanna hit the commercial. All right, well, maybe we won't get them commercials played. So we'll just do it live. If you're looking if what Already? you want is more than music Your wedding day.
3: A day that you've envisioned in your mind since you were a child. And now that it's becoming a reality, don't risk your once-in-a-lifetime event to a a once-in-a-while
0: amateur you found on Craigslist. The entertainment you choose for
3: your special day can either make or break your celebration. You can never redo your wedding. But you can avoid a costly mistake by hiring a true professional. We make every wedding unforgettable. When what you need is more than music, what you want is more to music. That's M-O-O-R-E-2 M-U-S-I-C. More to music. Find more to music on Facebook. M-O-O-R-E-2M-U-S-I-C. Also moretomusic.com. More to more to, more to Music specializes in weddings, anniversaries, parties of all kinds including the one in your backyard where you want some karaoke for all your friends? More To to Music. Owner-operator Craig Moore can be found on Facebook right now. More To Music. M-O-O-R-E the number two, M-U-S-I-C. More To Music. More To Music. By the way, it's never too early to plan your event. Plus, check out moretomusic.com. Find out how you could win $500 in karaoke idol. moretomusic.com. More To Music. All of Craig Moore's services offered are available on his webpage, moretomusic.com, M-O-O-R-E, the number two, M-U-S-I-C.com, moretomusic.com. When what you want is more than music, what you need is more to music, moretomusic.com.
0: All right, we are back. That is a long commercial. Um, So, That is my DJ business. If you wouldn't have a need for entertainment, well, if you didn't uh, know know where to go to figure out where to get it, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, I did get a call to do a wedding down in Fayetteville, North Carolina in July, Taz and Chris. And too bad uh, CJ wasn't down in that area anymore because I'd stop in and visit him if it comes to fruition. But I don't know if you guys seen it. I don't know if you guys got a chance to uh, read the article that I shared with you just a few minutes ago in the uh, Race Chat Live page in our in our uh, chat. But Stuart Friesen and his beautiful and talented wife, Jessica, um were featured in People Magazine this week because they're going to be the first duo, husband and wife duo, to compete in the same race on the same NASCAR team since, Chris, do you know since when? I do, and I just want to see if you know it.
3: And Chris
0: is not there. And what, 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 okay. was the, what was the question, Craig, the last time my husband and wife were in the? Yeah, competed the together in the same race. Who was it? Um, of course. And if you say Danica Patrick and Ricky Stenhouse, you're going to get kicked off the show. It was Patty Moise and Elton Sawyer. <laughs> Danica Patrick and exactly. You're kicked exactly. off the show. So, um, <laughs> but I will say this. I will say this. Five-year-old Parker, their son, is intrigued by his parents' participation in this event. Now, I don't know, Taz, if you've gotten a chance to meet this young man, but he is stellar. He is a stellar young man, very smart. Uh, Jessica said he's still very confused on that, I think, according to com, He says, no, Mom, Dad races the truck, and you race the modified and trucks don't race on dirt, tra- trucks race on pavement. So he was kind of still getting his head around wrapped around that idea. Um, part of me has to wonder who Parker roots for when they race against each other. Uh, something tells me that he doesn't pick his favorite racer. It's probably Kyle Busch. Um, Telling the story of their participation in the racing event, Jessica said, will also be a great story to pass down to future generations of their family. This will be a story for our grandkids someday, she said. Mm -hmm. No matter what happens at
3: this race,
0: we went and did this, end quote. Went on to say, we kind of went out there, had fun, and hopefully it turns out well, Jessica continues. Hopefully, we'll see. Who knows what could happen? The athlete added, Stuart says no pressure, so I'm just going to keep having that mentality. All right, it's no pressure. However, how much of a feather in Jessica's cap would it be to out-duel her husband on dirt in a truck, not a modified. I think um, it would be a – let me finish, Taz. I think it would be huge for her. Would it open doors for her on a truck team and that truck team? Listen, she's in that truck because her husband's part owner of the team. So I think the only way that it would open more doors is if another truck team tried to scoop her up. And I don't think Stewie's going to let that happen. Go ahead, Taz.
1: I mean, it would be huge, yes. Um, Because between the driving styles of Stew and Jess, Jess, they both race hard, yes. But – Jess is going to go out like she usually does if she keeps her driving style like she has been and just basically see it as um, race hard, but keep the nose clean. It doesn't, Results can pay off later, but as long as you kept the nose clean to finish the race, um, that's what you need to do. Um, in terms of Stewie, well, we all know what Stewie does. We've seen him do it numerous times in different cars. He's just gonna he's gonna have at it. He's gonna give it a all. He's gonna push his limits, he's gonna push the truck's limits, he's gonna he's gonna do what Stu does best. We all know it. We've seen it. Uh, whether if it's in person or on TV. We all know the driving talent Stuart's got. Um Jess, yes, she's uh got talent but she's got the mentality of keep the nose clean make it to the end of the race
0: well i think that i i think a little bit different on that i think that <clears throat> she's going into essentially her husband's world um actually she's uh, to put it this way, and I don't know how else to put it, Jessica and Stewie are having a threesome with Stewie's mistress, the Dirt Race, or the
3: truck. Oh, race. wow! Oh, yeah. Yeah,
0: I didn't know how else to put it, and I was trying to keep it. So- I was trying to keep it somewhat clean because I know Miss Lee is listening, um, but. I just think that she's going to want to go out and, yes, I I do think she'll keep it, uh, the nose clean. I don't think she'll push her luck, but I do think that she's going to want a good showing uh, for her (laughs) and, you know, the team that she's partial owner of. So, Miss Lee said, laughing my ass off. Uh, She also said Parker's a cute kid and he knows his stuff. So he is a a cute kid and he does know his stuff. Um, Real quick, shout out to uh, somebody listening. They're going through some stuff and they asked for continued prayers today. And, and, uh, I just want to let you know that we've been thinking about you guys and, uh, We'll keep you in our thoughts and prayers. But hey, yeah, I, hey, Craig, I
2: kind of
1: yeah. I just noticed this, and I I didn't mean to cut you off, but uh, mm. we have another five one eight local driver driving this truck dirt race at Bristol.
2: Oh. I mentioned
1: his name during I mentioned his name during the uh, highlight reel for the Short Track Super Series. He led some laps, Mr. J.R. Hefner. He's driving the Jordan Anderson three truck.
0: Nice. So we'll have to. Um, we're definitely gonna to have to pay attention to see how how these guys do. I will tell you that I was down at uh JK Concepts today down in Amsterdam, New York, to pick up some Morse music decals. <laughs> and he told me a funny story Jeff did about the car show this weekend at Viaport, Rotterdam. <laughs> And I say it's kind of a funny story because it makes absolutely no friggin' sense. And this just goes
3: to show you how bright our governor really isn't. So they limited the the amount of cars originally to 15. 15 cars. Then they said,
0: with no limitations on the amount of people that could come. Then they said, explain how this is going to work. You're telling us that we can only have 15 cars there and you can't have, it doesn't matter how many people are there, but we need to keep the cars six feet apart, make zero sense. Mm -hmm. So what do they do? They up the car
3: Mm -hmm. count to 35.
0: It still doesn't limit the number of people that are there. And, Taz, you've been to that car show before. I'm going to try to get down for it. I'm Um, going down Saturday. yeah, that's when I'm going down. What time you had it down? Uh, probably
1: late morning, early afternoon. It'll be uh, me, my other half, and uh, our two kids. So we'll be there for a bit. All right, well, why don't we try to meet up and have lunch? Sounds good to me.
2: <laughs>
1: uh, we'll send a bill
0: to Miss Lee. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like me- we send it. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll Snapchat and put it in the one ten thread. Um, <laughs> tell me how that makes any freaking sense whatsoever. Yeah, she has to oh, no, keep Mr. six feet apart with no attendance limits. Oy vey. I'm thinking that means, oh, boy, I don't know French.
2: Hey,
1: this is Governor Cuomo, or... Uh, I would say King Cuomo But I don't want to go to that extent I mean some people already hate him enough as it is So uh, yeah Oh we got to send the bill to Jason
0: oh, we gotta send the bill. oh she said send the bill to Jason
1: Yep Yiddish
0: <laughs> So I just want to get your thoughts on that Chris I want to get your thoughts on that Being way down south Uh, We don't even wear masks anymore. So, uh, I don't know if y'all seen the Ole Miss baseball game. We had 10,000 people there. And uh, I don't think a single one had a mask on. So, our governor has opened our state. We have full capacity restaurants. We are back to normal. Uh, Thank God we still vote Republican around here.
1: (laughs) Our governor don't know what normal is. But he's only he's only kissing rear to us because you know a lot of people hate him and everything else. But we're not gonna get into all the
0: politics stuff. We're here for racing. Yeah, racing I think in it's the crazy. Room. I, I I drive for a living, and I've been noticing that cars seem to be socially distancing themselves in uh, uh, you know turn lanes and stuff like that, and. You know, as somebody who drives for a living, I swear it—it it, it drives me insane to see cars social distancing. And also, these are the same people that wear their masks in the cars too. So, you know, driving by themselves. Too. I didn't uh, know we were living.
1: I didn't know we were living in the Disney Pixar uh, Cars era where cars have to be six feet apart because cars are humans.
0: Yeah, I mean that's it's it's, it's terrible. It really is. Like, uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe they're masks. through the exhaust. Cover there. Uh, Let me let me reiterate. How can you say that people don't wear masks in Mississippi, and then you say people wearing masks in their cars? There is a certain group of people here in Mississippi that probably will never take the mask off. And then there's those of us gun-toting, flag-loving, Republican-voting, Trump-supporting rednecks that had to hell with that mask and uh as soon as the governor said to hell with it too, we all just kind of made sure they disappeared. So we had a mask burning ceremony last week. I hate that y'all missed it. Uh but maybe y'all can join the party sometime in the next near future, like maybe in a couple of years. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. We're also last in education, so <laughs> that may have something yeah, well, to do with it. That shows. <laughs> so let's talk Crystal, baby.
1: Let's talk how many cup drivers are racing in the truck series this, uh, this weekend. Woo-hoo! So, entry uh, lift team out for the truck series. Um, cup drivers in. Daniel Suarez driving the O two uh, for Young's Motorsports. Um, let's see here. Chase Briscoe driving the Cory Roper oh four. Bubba Wallace driving the Spencer Davis eleven. Oh god we uh, Kevin...
2: can write something else.
1: <laughs> Kevin Harvick driving the David Gilliland seventeen truck. Um, let's see, where else we got? as I'm trying to scroll well, maybe through Gavin here. Harvick, we're gonna win this year. <laughs> um Ryan Newman driving the br- driving the Bradley Means uh, truck and in a old number he used to drive back in the good old Stuart Haas days number thirty nine. Um, Kyle Larson driving the Niece Motorsports forty four. And speaking of forty four in nice Motorsports, how about the Terry Labani throwback this weekend at Atlanta? Anyone else
0: catch that? Yes, I did. Uh, I'm not, when you pointed it out, I did. Yes, that was a cool.
1: That was a cool. Uh, oh, uh, uh, and Martin tricks Jr. driving the KBM fifty-one. That's the only one. Uh, the eighty-three uh, Ciccarelli car or truck. Timmy Hill fifty-six truck. The Kevin Cram forty-one Rayon Brothers thirty-four. Currently, do not have drivers. I'm assuming they'll be announced some point this week. But uh, 44 trucks are, uh, ent- are entering the Bristol Dirt Race, um, and 39 Cup cars are entering the Bristol Dirt Race. How that is going to work um, for the Cup cars? Um, everyone's going to run uh, heat. Both trucks and uh, Cup will run heat race, qualifying heat races. Um, To to determine who's in and who's not But because Cup has only 39 and the max is 40 Everyone's going to go into the show It's just a matter of where you're going to line up
0: In terms of of What's that? It's kind of like the duels At the beginning of the season
1: Yes, but but instead of uh, Heat race finishes to determine The lineup, it's going to be based on uh, Where you finish plus uh, passing points Um, For those of you sprint car people that know what passing points are, I had to educate myself on that because I've heard passing points for so many times in dirt racing and never understood it until I actually physically finally sat myself down and actually educated myself on it. I understand where all that comes from. Um, Truck truck race has 44 trucks entered. Um, They're only going to take 40 uh, for the main event. However, uh 35 are going to qualify through the heat races. Um based on the heat race point system um and the passing points. Uh then the five there'll be five provisionals after the heat races and that will be based on the 2021 owner's points. Um if applicable, one of those is going to be a past champion. All right.
0: You know, I've often wondered something, and see if you can, see if one of you guys can help me out. Now, I know, Chad, you follow. I follow, You follow the WWE. I don't follow it as much as I used to, but they're coming up on their biggest pay per view of the year. Uh, even though they have twelve of them, they used to only have four, but. I kind of wonder why they didn't make sense. Vince likes to waste money. And why would, I wonder why they wouldn't have thrown money at a truck series team for the weekend for this first ever inaugural race on Bristol, on Bristol dirt. I just, it just boggles my mind. They waste, they waste a lot of money on every other thing like XFL. Because they
1: have nothing else
0: better to do. Yeah, well, that's what I'm wondering why they didn't why they didn't throw money at this. I just think it would have been a a good way to promote uh, WrestleMania. And uh, not only that, but since they're going to have fans in the stand, I don't think the stands. I don't think they uh, decided exactly how many. I think, while they were first pay paying forty five thousand each night. are up to forty five thousand. I, I was just curious to see what uh, what you thought on that.
1: I'm uh, I'm not highly. I mean, yeah, I'm a wrestling fan, but I'm not highly invested in WWE like I once was. Um, it's it's hard for me to tell. I don't know what it's
0: just right. different. Right.
1: But um. In terms of the, but in terms of schedule, while we can go over that quick, um, weekend schedule for Bristol Dirt Friday, March twenty sixth, three oh five pm is first practice for the Truck Series on FS One. NASCAR Cup Series gets their first practice at four oh five pm. All times are Eastern, just so everyone knows. Uh, that first practice for Cup is on FS One as well. Five thirty five pm final practice for the Trucks and FS One. NASCAR Cup Series final practice at 6:35 p.m. Also on FS1. Saturday, March 27th, at 4:30 p.m. This is on everything for Saturday is on FS1. 4:30 um, p.m. First qualifying race. Second qualifying race around 4:45. Around 5 o'clock is the third, third one. Around 5:15 is the fourth one. That's all for the trucks. Next is the Cup Series, starting at 6 o'clock, their first qualifying race. Around 6.15 is the second. Around 6.30 is the third. And around 6.45 is the fourth. Um, Campy World Truck Series uh, Truck Race Main Event on Dirt is at 8 o'clock on FS1. And MRN will be doing the radio broadcast. Sunday, March 28th, is the NASCAR Cup Series. Food City Dirt Race at Bristol at 3.30 on Fox, TRN for radio, and for you Canadian folks, it's on TSN, the main TS broadcast.
0: All right, so now we know where it's all going to be uh, Saturday and Sunday. I can tell you where I'm going to be. I'm going to be sitting in front of the boob tube. And I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch the non asphalt, non dirt drivers that are there attempt uh, to run on dirt. Well, I don't want to get. I mean, I don't want to can... get to the pits just yet. But they're gonna be definitely. They're definitely gonna be interesting, and it'll be interesting to see who each one of us picks. Um, I mean, I know the obvious answer. I know the obvious answer is going to be people like Bubba Wallace. Oh wait, no, somebody's going to pick him to wreck first. Um, although he did wow. win a series race, so you know he's got a good chance. Um, he's won a couple well, of them. He's won a dirt race. Really, yeah, you got you got said. plenty
1: of you got plenty of dirt background and cup and truck. I mean, Haley Deegan uh, came from dirt um for from the trucks uh like i mentioned earlier jr hefner is a uh, northeast modified driver he's driving the jordan anderson truck um chase briscoe has got some dirt background um he'll be doing truck and cup um bubba wallace he's won a truck race on dirt he'll be doing truck and cup double duty this weekend um we've seen some truck regulars run the outdoor truck race on um so, Johnny Sauter can be coming into play there. Austin Hill is another one. Kevin Harvick, well, we um, – I'm not sure if he ran prelude to the Dream when that was his thing. Um, not sure how much dirt experience he's got, to be quite honest. Um, I know Derek Krause has some through the K&N and ARCA stuff. Um, I think Zane Smith is on that same platform as well. Um we also got, let's see here. I know, I believe Maya Snyder has some. Uh, Newman, with all the dirt experience he has, we know he's got it. Um, obviously, Kyle freaking Larson. We know him with the dirt. Brett Moffat, uh, we've seen him on dirt. Um, Stuart Friesen, Jessica Friesen, Northeast Modified Drivers. Stuart Friesen has won a dirt race in trucks. Um, Matt Crafton, uh, he runs um, UMP Modifieds, I believe. And I think, uh, Chris, if you want to correct me on that one, you can. Um, There's a lot of uh, background in terms of um, dirt racers in the truck. And if you look in the cup swing of things, if I can load it up here quick, um, Stuart Friesen enters for Spire in Chevy, Oddly, oddly enough, uh, being that he's all with Toyota, um, Larson we've mentioned. Austin Dillon has done some late model racing at Bristol, so he's going to have some experience there. Brad Keselowski did his late model racing, not at Bristol, but a different track. Um, Kurt Busch has dirt experience. Newman we've said. LaJoy has ran late models over at Bristol. Um, Chase Elliott did the same deal. Uh, Briscoe I've mentioned earlier. World of Not Energy Drinks Sprint Car Driver Chris Windham is in the Rick Ware Racing 15 for this race. Um, Kyle Busch ran late model over there. Christopher Bell we know he's got dirt background. Um, Bubba we mentioned earlier. Um, Chastain has a little dirt experience. He ain't the greatest though to be quite honest. Uh, Stenhouse has dirt experience uh ty dillon does suarez does so i mean we have a lot of dirt experience in this
0: yeah but what i was saying is it will be interesting to see the guys who never grew up on dirt racing in dirt in a cup car now they're not going to have the splitters on the cars the cars are going to be up in the air they're going to have treaded tires I'm interested to see I don't I didn't see any pictures of what the cars are looking like preliminarily. Um yeah. Preliminarily. Say that ten times quick. And so it'll be definitely interesting to see what they look like uh come come Sunday afternoon. Uh we know the trucks are gonna look the same but there'll be some different people um different people have um and chris just said all have dirt experience then i misspoke and i apologize yeah
1: alex Bowman and ryan blaney i missed on dirt experience
0: so i forgot about
1: yeah i mentioned bell but christopher bell i mean we've seen him win what three chili bowls in a row before larson stopped that one But I
0: think we are. We got about fifteen minutes left, and uh, I do know that doing picks takes a while. So let's start with you, Taz, and uh, let's uh, let's start these picks for the week. Oh,
1: you're gonna start with me, the Mister Point Leader guy? Oh, bad move. Um,
3: oh, you're you
1: brag. That's on you um last week um kind of a bad week for me um I went different direction with my picks, and I think Justin Haley was the only one that could kind of give me some life, not very much um for me in the trucks, well, if Bristol plays into his favor um and how he likes to race. I am going with, well, and I know Craig's going to say him too, but I'm going to do it anyways. It's going to be Mr. Freeze, Stuart Friesen. I'm going with him on Bristol dirt. Um, we, if you know how Stuart likes to race, he likes the high line. And if Bristol gets that high line going at, at Bristol, um, obviously Stuart's won a truck, uh, dirt race at Eldora. Um, especially when the high groove kicked in into Stu's favor. Um, I do believe Stuart's going to be right there. Um, So I'm going Stuart Friesen for the trucks. In Cup, um, there's many different people I could pick. I can go Stuart Friesen again. I can go Chris Windham. I could probably go Austin Dillon, who's won late model, uh, was one, I think, one, maybe two late model races on DIRT at Bristol during the Bristol Dirt Nationals, um, I could go with somebody like Christopher Bell. We know him. But uh, he's got some momentum. He didn't win in Atlanta, but I think we see a first-time winner and with Freightliner on board for a new sponsor this year. Um I gotta, I gotta go with Young Money, Kyle Larson.
0: All right, Chris. Oh, Chris. All righty. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of experience in the trucks. Uh, it's basically, Um You got to go with the obvious. I think Stuart Friesen is the uh, what I reckon with when it comes to dirt racing. You proved that last year. Uh but it's gonna be hard to pass up Kyle Larson on dirt in the trucks. But I may just go with Bubble Wallace just because. So I'm gonna go with Bubble Wallace in the truck series. I know I surprised all oh, yeah. <laughs> and I want to even surprise you even more with my dirt pick because I just gave you my dirt pick on the inside of the of the thread there. Nobody nobody mentioned Tyler Reddick. Tyler Reddick is a world of outlaws winner. He uh come from the dirt. He was racing uh dirt track late models from the time he was twelve, thirteen years old until seventeen when he signed with Brad Keslowski Racing in the truck series. So, you know what? Tyler Reddick, the redhead, he's gonna keep the streak going seven for seven. Seven different drivers, seven races. Tyler Reddick is my pick for the Cup race. Thank you, thank you very much. You're going with Tyler Reddick for the Cup. Tyler Reddick for the Cup, man. Truck Don't man. underestimate. Uh, I love a Woo. Chris, you're, you're
1: going. You're going. You're doing what I did last week. This past week, going a little uh, different direction and kind of ballsing up. I like it.
0: all right well i guess it's my turn i guess it's my turn and yeah taz sort of stole my pick but it was kind of obvious and chris i can't believe you picked Bubba wallace um but i guess a blind i guess a blind squirrel finds a nut every now and then Uh, for my truck For my truck series pick, I'm going to go with... I'm going to agree with... uh, uh, My truck series pick is going to be Larson. My truck series pick is Larson. My cup series pick... Oh, good God. This is like trying to ask that girl in high school to the dance. Um, and that you know she's out of your league. But you do it anyway because you got a big set. Um, my truck my Cup Series pick for this weekend, I'm going to go Stuart Freezing. I'm going to go way out, and I'm going to go Stewie Friesen. I think that uh, I think that he, for his debut in the Cup Series, he's going to uh, <coughs> excuse me. He's going to do well, so I'm going to take him to to win the trucks se- or the Cup. And again, I'm going to take Larson in trucks. Miss Lee said. She's riding the Larson
1: train all weekend.
0: She is. She initially said she had Bubba on her trucks initially, uh, initially, but she starts off with Larson for Cup, and then she said, hell, I'm going to go all out for Larson on both. So she's taking Larson for both races this year and uh, this weekend, and we'll have to wait on CJ. I know that he's back to work. So he's probably working a triple because he was out of work for twelve days 'cause And uh, for you,
1: uh for you Northeast modified people, I know it's not in a dirt modified. Um, I know we've tried seeing it in a late model. But uh we could see the one battle we've all been wanting. It, we were wanting in a dirt modified, but we get to see it in the truck and it's Kyle Larson versus Stuart Friesen.
0: We've all wanted it yeah.
1: and now we're getting it.
0: Well, not only are you getting it. But, yes, but, but two of us picked two of us picked Larson for the truck series. Only one of us had enough confidence to take him for the Cup Series. Could you imagine if he gets a, tr- a Cup Series win this weekend? I I, I he that... has every chance of, to to sweep them both. I mean, to be honest with you, he should be the favorite in both. I I, but, I know things happen in dirt races. That's what I'm counting on. Something's no. gonna happen, but he they he should be the favorite in both. Sorry, Craig. No, that's all right. I'm just curious to know what you guys think. Let's say he wins, and Miss Lee, you could chime in on this too on the chat, because I know you don't like to talk. Um, a woman that don't like to talk. Imagine that, guys. Um, imagine if, if you will, he wins the Cup Series race this weekend at Bristol. How do you think the uh the the series would re- one, react to that. Two, there'd be a hell of a party in Esperance, New York. And three, how quickly would he get a ride in the cup series? All
2: right. All
1: right. Uh I don't know. It, I think Stu Stu's just going along with the ride. He's not rushing anything. Um so we'll see how that goes. But uh while well, we got a couple minutes, Miss Lee put a little uh gamble on the line and uh I said, "You know what? Let's put a uh let's put a couple uh, bonus points on the line here for this one." Are you with team Stu or team Jess? If you if uh, you pick whoever crosses the line better, um, whoever has a better result will get three bonus points towards their pick. Um, Not, I say up at five. Make it eight. Five in the middle.
0: All right, that works. So it's five bonus points. Yes. Miss Lee said it would definitely be a definitely bode well him for him moving up and I I couldn't agree more. Are you team Sue so, or
1: it's Team Jess here? I'll take Team
2: I'll take team Jess.
0: Never bet against a woman trying to show off. I'll take Stewie. Ah, Chris, you good <laughs> dog right there. This could be a way for part of us, some of us to catch up to Taz. Uh,
1: Mr. CJ is catching up. Oh, my God. Starting to shake my boots.
0: I would if I was you. So, All right, so it's uh, I'm taking Team Jess. I think Ms. Lee said Jess. Yeah, she did. Now, who did you say, Taz, because we only got about two and a half
1: minutes? Uh, I don't really have much, really. I mean, Jason's catching me. Put,
0: shaking no, my no, no! I'm not talking points. I'm talking about who do you have for Team or Team Stu? Oh, I'm going Stu. I'm going Stu. Don't put me, me on that Mr. one. I'm Thanks. going
1: Stu. Chris, I'm Chris, and I are going to go
0: on this one. Guaranteed five points eh?
1: Let's 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 go, Chris! Come on. <laughs> the only time I'll team up with you. Whoa!
0: Oh. I heard that. All right, all right. I see how you are. That was awfully rude, Taz. That was mean. Getting while we getting good. <laughs> Come on board.
2: I am not gonna let you
0: win this. I am not gonna let you win this year. I promise. You are sitting good right now, but I will catch you by the end of the year. I promise. I will. I will catch you, and I will pass you, and I will put a gap on your ass. I promise you by the end of the year. You got
1: a big gap to be closing up there, kind sir.
0: Hey, uh,
2: Kaz,
1: You need to do two uh graphics. You need to do what? Two graphics. Team
0: Jess or Team Stew.
1: Oh, let's go. You got it. Let's go. And are, are you, you one the
0: tag Stewie in them? Fine by me. All right. So get, do that to your homework assignment before you go to bed. <laughs>
1: homework assignment.
2: <laughs>
0: Tell Bree you're not going to sleep. you got to get this homework assignment
1: done.
2: Let me know. Hey, I, got, hey, I, got,
1: I got all week, and I work five to every day except for Thursdays
0: and Saturdays. Okay, so do you want a, ch- uh, a medal or a chest to pin it on? I want a freaky medal. I'm going
1: to gloat that
0: thing. Where's the love tonight, y'all? Jesus.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I want a medal. I want a gloat the thing. You're going to give me that prize. Wow, he wants a medal. He don't want to have to
0: wear a decup All right, you have listened to a very entertaining... Race Chat Live tonight, two of us went with, well, we still haven't heard from CJ, so we will in the morning, I'm sure. Two of us went with Team Jessica Zemkin, and two of us so far have gone with Team Stewie. I can almost guess who who uh, Jay, uh CJ is going to go with, though, but I don't want to speak for him, but I have a feeling... He's I have a feeling he's going to be team stew. And I should hope we win next week so we can brag, 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 brag. So
1: I'll let you do a five-minute brag
0: next show if it happens that way. Let me. Uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to Race Chat Live tonight. I don't know about you guys, but I had a good – two hours. Uh, very informative. I Oh, I got something for you to ponder. I think I posted it on the Race Chat Live page earlier this week. What got more coverage? Just, uh, another, a modular, a, yeah, the first race the Romo,
2: or the first race at Bristol
0: on Dirt. It's going to be a good one. Oh, it's gonna be I'm gonna tell you what, it's gonna be a pound of those Ketos and Cranberry and fireball shots kinda of race. All right. Can't wait to talk about it next week. Absolutely. Who do we have on as a guest next week, Taz? Jay Fitzgerald. All right, Jay Fitzgerald's gonna join us next week at eight thirty. You're gonna to wanna to tune in to that. That's gonna be a that's gonna be a good interview I'm sure. Um that's going to be at 8.30. But we're going to spend probably the entire night right up until Jay joins us at 8.30. And then after that, we might even get his thoughts on the Bristol Dirt Race as well when we we'll talk to him at 8.30 and see what he has to say. So uh, I want to thank everybody again for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed yourself as much as we did. and. uh We'll see it next week, same bat time, same bat channel for Race Chat Live. Good night, everybody. We love you. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.